Welcome to Real House Blend, the podcast where I juggle the chaos of my blended family, attempt to run a business, and somehow manage to keep my sanity or what's left of it. In each episode, I'll explore survival strategies for the nonstop circus that is everyday life and how to find humor in the chaos without taking ourselves too seriously. From embracing the mayhem to finding moments of presence amidst the madness, I'm here to share the laughs, tears, and triumphs. Real House Blend isn't just a podcast, it's your cozy safe space for reflection where we can all raise our coffee and say cheers to surviving this wild ride together. So whether you're seeking survival tips, embracing the present, or craving a sense of community in the midst of your mom island existence, tune in and join the Real House Blend family because life's too short to not laugh at the chaos. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Real House Blend. I'm so excited you're back with us for episode two. If you listened to episode one, you know I'm Mary, your host, and that episode was about my journey and how I got to this big blended family. But today's episode is going to be a real treat. Today we get to hear from the man himself, my new amazing partner, who I'm thrilled to be doing life with every single day, Doug. It's a really special episode for us because this podcast is something that we've been discussing for well over a year. We've been sitting, drinking coffee, giggling over the hilarity that is our lives sometimes, and really having that genuine desire to bring our story to listeners. So you'll hear us chatter back and forth. You'll hear us giggle. You'll hear us talk about some serious subjects. But much like we do here at Real House Blend, we try not to take it too serious. We know the topics can be heavy, but in order to get through the day, sometimes we just giggle. We take make it a fun moment. We look back and we know we've learned things, but we're excited to be able to chat with you guys as a duo today. And you'll definitely hear more from Doug in future episodes, but today is going to be really special to hear from him directly and his story on how he got into this big blended family. Hey, Doug, welcome to Real House Blend. It's great to have you on. Thanks. It's been a long time coming. I'm really excited to do this. Uh, it's great to sit down like this and talk. Yeah. Uh, I know we've both been excited for you know this project for a while, and it's great to actually be on the mic together here today. Um, and you're obviously well involved in all of the chaos that is our blended lives, but we really need to get you introduced to the listeners. So um, we're all about showing our genuine selves here, and let's give them a little bit of details about yourself. Wow, where to start about a little bit of details? Uh, I am from born and raised in central Ohio. Um, I have only left the state a few times. Uh, I, I did go to I did go to school in Pennsylvania after high school for less than a year, um, but uh, grew up in a big family. Uh, we don't all have the same last name. We are a blended family as well. Um, but the, the last names have never really been important to us. We are all brothers and sisters. So that has been um, uh, definitely fun growing up with. Um, like I said, I went to school in Pennsylvania. I am I have always been in the automotive industry. Started out as a mechanic. Uh, I actually now work for uh, a financial firm taking care of the executive vehicles. So I've always been on the service side of things. I like to tinker. Um, and that is one of my hobbies as well. So I, uh, I've always been into cars, taking them apart and hopefully getting them back together. 
I have uh, I have an old Toyota Land Cruiser now, and I somehow have convinced you to drive our more than twenty year old vehicle, our, our suburban that uh, uh, is near and dear to my heart. Um, I've always been in the cars, and then anything outdoors, I've always been into. So, um, trail running, fishing, um, uh, motorcycles, um, anything in the woods has is, is always been fun to me. Um, and now, uh, watching the kids play on the water, on the dock at the lake house, things like that, spending time in Colorado, um, definitely some of my favorite things. Yeah, you've got a lot of pieces of hobbies and career and family all even before you bring in our crazy blended family of eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, great. So let's get into some of the good stuff and here a no filter <clears throat> view on kind of what started getting you back into the dating pool. Mm, back into the dating pool. So I guess we start from the beginning. Uh, I was I was married early. Um, it was a typical like early 20s relationship, you date around until you find somebody that you are comfortable with. And then just kind of everything just when you're comfortable, things fall into place. Um, so we we had dated for a while, uh, lived together. Uh, all of that was easy. So the next step is marriage. And then the next step after that is kids. Uh, everything, everything seemed pretty easy. Except, uh, you know, after the kids, a lot of energy gets put towards the kids and not towards the relationship. Um, and after a while, we had found ourselves coexisting, so to speak. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, that's definitely something that you and I talk about now in our lives and how I, I'm very adamant to work to avoid the rut. Sure. And yeah. something, you know, you have to actively work on with any number of children, let alone our six, but mm -hmm. something that I'm very focused on, not getting in that rut. But right. a lot of um, relationships do end up in that rut, and that doesn't put you back in the dating pool. So there must mm -hmm. have been something else that happened from just a rut. Yeah. So uh, uh, I, the, the rut had happened, and um, I, I learned – uh, that she was cheating. After I found out, um, it was kind of a holding pattern for a while, uh, simply because my focus at that point was taking care of the kids and making sure they were uh, as healthy physically, mentally, and emotionally as possible. Of course, they didn't know what was going on. So I was trying to shield them from that uh, while she <laughs> was trying to determine what she wanted uh, and who she wanted. Mm. Um, and for me, um, always bringing it back to comedy, it felt <laughs> a little bit like I was stuck in a real life episode of The Bachelorette where I the, the problem was, or not the problem, but I was stuck taking care of the kids, taking care of the house, taking care of life admin, and found myself uh, on the outside looking in at the final ceremony, unfortunately. Mm. Unfortunately? Fortunately. Okay. Fortunately. <laughs> fortunately. Yes. Now we can say fortunately, yes. Yes. Um, well, and I wasn't a huge fan of The Bachelorette, and we don't mean to make light of any of this. As I've said in the intros, you know, like, this is a, these can be heavy topics, but we just try to take a very lighthearted approach, and, um, you know, I, I don't mean to joke about being, unfortunately, you not the one she chose at the end. I think we both realize that paths can be hard, journeys are hard, but we've ended up probably where we both feel like we should be. Yeah. Um, and 
also for you to open up and give that story to the listeners and make Mm -hmm. sure we're being genuine and we're bringing our journeys um, out into the community. I think that's something that while our journeys were different, it really does bring us together and know that we've all had hard times. We've all had hard days and it's really about sharing those and bringing um, mutual just understanding to what we've all been through into our current lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So unfortunately that marriage had ended. Fortunately. Oh yes. See, I did. Fortunately your marriage ended and now you had found yourself in the dating pool. So give us a little bit about how it was to be out of married life and into dating pool. And as a man in your thirties on the apps. Yes. Uh, the dating pool and app dating. Um, I feel like there are two completely different experiences that can be had in app dating and those are experienced by men and women. So you have your experiences, which I'm sure that people will learn. My experience is completely different. It is a lot of swipe rights. I think the swipe right is yes, or like. Yeah, you were swiping right. I was swiping right. Um, and there were men? Yes. And there weren't a lot of swipe rights back. There was probably more swipe lefts. It was crickets. Um, and, uh, you know, I, my dating profile, um, I tried to be pretty genuine with it. And unfortunately, I didn't have a new car. Uh, I didn't have a luxury apartment. I And the big one was, I'm not six feet tall. So I don't quite make the cut. Um, I, you know, I, I drive an old truck. I lived in a house in the country. Um, and I'm only 5'10". So... Um, it was, it was quiet for, for some time for me. Well, I mean, I also don't think we should sell yourself short, regardless of your height. I think I find you obviously very attractive and I think height is only one element, but, um, but let's go into the day of the fateful swipe. So tell me, tell me and the listeners how it was for you the day that I swiped on you. Yeah. So, um, started off as a normal day. Um, and that, that includes me getting kids ready, getting them off to school. Uh, so I dropped the kids off. My commute, uh, was, uh, to downtown. So it's like a 25 minute drive. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to a podcast, um, and had my phone on the, on the dash and see a notification pop up that somebody had liked my profile. Doesn't happen very often. So obviously it piqued my interest, um, clicked on it. I'm like, I don't know, like this, like, it's great, but it's like too good to be true. Like this person looks like a real person. She's obviously beautiful beyond my wildest dreams. (laughs) Um, No filters. And I I just like, I don't know, like, is this a bot or is this a real person? But I swiped right back and the rest is history. A little bit. Yeah. One fateful swipe, as I like to say. And I think, yeah, I don't think we should sell yourself short on your profile, nor should we exaggerate mine. But I think what we both found in that app dating world is we had swiped through decks enough and realized that we'd kind of come across a profile of a real person and someone Mm -hmm. genuine. Um, As we bring ourselves here today as our genuine selves, we also had profiles that were definitely um, more genuine. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now let's say as we led up to that first date, how did you feel when we first kind of connected off the app and how did it, 
what was your reaction when I dropped the bomb of having four mm. kids? Yeah, so we started off um, messaging back and forth. I think I had to pass the gauntlet of, <laughs> of questions through text message to to be allowed to to have the FaceTime call. Um, but we did a couple FaceTime calls, and yes, the first one you were very honest, and I think right away said that you had four kids, and uh, I really wasn't phased by it simply because my focus was to get to know you. And I know the kids are a big part of that, but I wanted to know you first. Um, and I, I did ask about the kids individually because I wanted to see uh, the proud parent and you come out and you certainly showed that as well. But we, yes, we had a couple of long FaceTime conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, I was so tired. They were hours long. And so I was tired the next morning, but definitely worth it and wanting to talk more. Um, and I remember finally, I, you know, I said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to ask her out. I don't want to talk to her on the phone anymore. <laughs> uh, and early on in our, in our messaging, you had said one of your goals is to be more spontaneous. So I think that my text message to you is simply want to be spontaneous, question mark. And uh, you said yes, and I asked you out. And uh, so we had made plans. Um, but I remember asking you, okay, great. Like, where should I pick you up? And that I didn't realize that that I wasn't supposed to, or th at this time in app dating world, men didn't pick up no, women. Everybody no. just met at the restaurant um, or wherever they were meeting. And so it was, I'm glad that you let me be a little bit old school and, <laughs> and pick you up. Well, I think in the last episode I did reference about my love of true crime podcasts. And so yes, the, the desire to have someone pick you up at your residence Definitely takes a a little bit of courage. Yeah, I feel like uh, true crime <laughs> podcasts have certainly cut down on the uh, chivalry yes, of today's yes. world. Yeah, it, it, it took me by surprise. And then I think I actually talked to my sister and said, like, actually, those words of maybe chivalry isn't dead. So I, you know, let you pick me up at my house. And it was very nice. And if I remember, we went out to tacos and had a taco dinner for our first date. Again, great conversation and interesting historical moment in that in that time we were still under a COVID uh, curfew. So we had a absolute time we had to end. Yeah, it felt it felt like being in that COVID curfew was almost like having your parents tell you you had to be home by 10. It had a very high school feel to it, which was, um, uh, you know, funny and uh, had a throwback feel to it, which was which was fun. So but we knew that we had something there. Mm hmm. We started our, our dating and our lives together and, and going through, you know, co-parenting and kids and, and all the stuff in between and, and has led us to bunk beds and busy <laughs> lives and, mm -hmm. and everything else. And I couldn't have drawn it up any better. Um, but I'm excited to talk more. And if I'm lucky, you'll have me back and um, we can have more conversations like this. Yes. No, I think it's been great. It's been great to give the listeners this kind of like intro to you. Obviously, there is a bunch more we could unpack about our relationship post first date before we ever met each other's kids, before we met co-parents, before we lived together. So we'll definitely have you back and go through some of the chaos of those adventures, as well as tackle things as they come at us day to day here in the present and just be genuinely us in the chaos of our big blended family. Sounds great. So Thanks for being on today. Thank you for listening to Real House Blend. If you loved today's episode, please leave me a review and a five-star rating. 
tell another chaos coordinator about this show so we can build our community. I'll see you next time with What's on Tap.